podcast. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Tuesday. The day of our big listener meet and greet tonight at Knuckleheads in New Bedford. 85 MacArthur Drive. Come on by between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. We'll be downstairs. Come hang out with us. Have a drink or two. Have something to eat. Uh, it's it's all on you. Whatever you want to have, you know, you can order, you can pay for. Uh, we're just giving you the space to get together and hang out and talk. No pressure, but if you can make it, great. We, um, we do have some calls that are coming in, and I'm going to take those in a moment. I just want to address an app chat message that came in. Uh, first of all, Bags in New Bedford says, you know why that guy was let go three times is because these judges are like you, bleeding heart liberals. Um, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have let the guy go. Also, there's uh, a message that came in from Tom and Matt Apoisa. Good morning. We've been back from a break and started a conversation about a child molester, but you haven't filled in the listeners about who we're talking about. And this is a, a story we have at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, Ariel wrote up yesterday about a 22-year-old from Fall River who was sentenced to state prison for grooming and sexually assaulting underage girls, three separate girls ranging in ages from 12 to 15. His name is... Uh, Emmanuel Adani, Adani, I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but uh, this this guy was using Snapchat to the first victim was his ex girlfriend's 12 year old cousin, and he began communicating with her over Snapchat, arranged to meet up with her, picked her up in his car, brought her to his apartment where he molested and raped her. And sorry if there are any kids in the room. I'm just trying to give the details here to the story. Uh, he was held without bail in Fall River District Court, but was eventually released by a superior court judge during an appeal. Then, while on release, he committed his next offense in April 2021. A 15-year-old girl he started talking to on Snapchat, ta- talking to on Snapchat after meeting her at a Fall River Park. And then, uh, when he was arrested for that, they requested that they revoke his bail in the previous case, and. They the judge denied that request and set his bail at five thousand dollars, which this guy was able to post. And while he was out on bail, he again raped a third child, this time a 14 year old girl. And he would lie to these girls and tell them that he was younger than he was. And that's how we kind of groomed them. So that's uh, the story that we were talking about. I I was also going to get into the story of the Middleborough school counselor. Uh, who was arrested for allegedly assaulting an intellectually disabled child. We can get into that in a little bit as well. But right now, we've got some calls. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Tim, I would like to talk about some upbeat, very positive okay. championship-type stuff that's been happening around here in Greater New Bedford. Sure. First of all, Westport Wildcats, congratulations this past weekend. They won their first state championship in boys' soccer. Good for them. I saw yeah. the video of them returning back to New Bedford. I mean, uh, to Westport with a uh, fire trucks and police and hundreds of people there in front of the school, even though it was late at night. Good to them. And 
Congratulations to my alma mater, and Blue Devils going to the uh, Division Six Super Bowl. Um, is there anything possible covering that game? Uh, no, it all come no. down to money, of course. No, we won't be covering the game because no. it all it all has to be worked out with the MIAA, and we don't we don't have a, a partnership with the MIAA to cover games. So it's something that would have to be set up at the beginning of the season. Oh, okay. So we we've talked right. in the past about about covering high school football games, but we just don't have. First of all, we don't have the people that can do it because you know you need a Jack Peterson type that can that can handle those games, and uh, and and secondly, we just don't have the people to to be able to go out there and and run the stuff and then stay back here and run the stuff. So, but they will have coverage of it. You will be able to watch it on television. Yeah, yeah, I was I was checking that out last night too. So. I yeah, believe and, I believe uh, it's uh, Channel Five does it through a partnership with the Crafts, or maybe it's four. I forget yeah, which one it with, is. Um, yeah, and uh, Patriot Ledger and Quincy they have a link where everything can be connected to every single game. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There, there's every a lot of day. newspapers and and the Standard Times. We we tried doing it for a while where they start. Um, they actually have those connections with the MIA where they can run that stuff all the time. And uh, my semi protein. The Southern Wing Animals. We're going January 13th to Orlando, Florida for the national championship. We started out as the Whaling City Admirals about six, seven years ago when then COVID came and then after COVID moved it to become a regional team over to North Smithville, Rhode Island. And there's a few players from Greater New Bedford on there still and some of the coaches were with me back to the Clippers. So I got a strong connection over there. So I'll be going to Florida in January. So Awesome. Are you, are you, uh, are you coming to the meet and greet tonight? I'm not sure. My uh, hip has been real bad the last couple of days. Right, well, if I'm, you can, I'm just going up and down my stairs. If you can make it, we'll see you. If not, you'll be missed. All right. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. All right. Take care. Get that uh, get that hip healed up before you got to travel. Yep. All right. Uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And you can also send an app chat messages on the WBSM app. Or you can send an open line voicemail messages on the WBSM app. But uh, going into that Middleborough story. So this is a counselor who is the school adjustment counselor for the Reeds Collaborative, which uh, according to the police, Reeds Collaborative, quote, provides therapeutic services for students with a wide range of challenges. So basically they, they handle students that have disabilities, behavioral issues, things like that. And this person was the school adjustment counselor, which is a pretty important role at a place like that, at a school like that. And he, this man, Stephen Ademek, 50, from Attleboro, uh, according to the reports, now these are all allegations, so until he has his, his day in court, these are all just allegations, but it's alleged that uh, last Friday, he had allegedly struck a 10-year-old student across the side of the face following an argument that he dragged the student by the arm and pushed him into a door while escorting him out of a classroom and then allegedly used his left hand to strike the student across the side of their face. Um, there were also some threats made uh, from some other reporting there was, uh, that, I, that I read. He had said something along the lines of, I'm going to kill you. So he faces multiple counts uh, he was arraigned yesterday in Wareham District Court. And what's funny is, according to his psychologytoday.com profile, you know, one of the things that he specializes in as a counselor is anger management. 
and, and it sounds like maybe if these allegations are true, that he needs to go through a little bit of that himself. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello? Hello, you're on the yeah. air. Yeah, I'd like to make the point about the inspection table slapping. Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, I am uh, an inspector myself, and I find this bullshit, bullcrap, actually. Under no circumstances, you just slap someone like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, there's no excuse to put your hands on anybody else, ever. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, this is going to be something that, uh, you know, like I said, he'll have his day in court. But is it something that happens that you're aware of in, in situations like this, in schools like this? I haven't heard about this before. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. And uh, if you want to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. You know, these are the people that you trust to take care of kids you give your kids up to the teachers to the to the counselors to the administrators to the people that are in the school and you expect that they're being treated well or at least you know not being abused and this sounds like it was an incident of frustration or anger on the part of this counselor but you can't let that get the best of you if you are a school counselor or any counselor, really, because you're the one that's supposed to be teaching people the techniques to avoid anger issues. How can you do that if you can't follow them yourself? I went to anger management for years. Well, I went to counseling for anger management. And I can tell you, I, I don't think I really learned a lot of techniques that helped me. Everything that I learned, I tried to apply it and it never really worked for me. So this whole take a breath, count to 10, um, you know, think about why you're angry, all of these different techniques that were given to me by different counselors over the years, none of them actually worked. You know what worked for solving my anger issue, taking me out of the situation overall that was making me angry. And am I still prone to it? A little bit. It's, it doesn't manifest in the way that it used to. Do I get upset? Do I get angry? Yeah. Do I throw things and break things? No. No. And really, the only place it manifests like it used to is when I'm in the car. When I'm yelling at other drivers. And I feel like that's a, a healthy expression. Because I'm not actually doing anything about it. I'm the only one in the car. I'm getting it out of my system. Because you know what? You know what I've noticed? This is something I've noticed over the past week or so. When did people start dragging ass going through an intersection. When did people start going through intersections as slowly as possible? Like they're at a red light, the light turns green. They, it's not a matter of they're on their phone or something and they don't realize the light changes. They start accelerating. You see the brake lights come off, but it's just slow. And I get it. 
you know, sometimes when the weather's colder, it might take a little while to accelerate, especially if your car hasn't warmed up. But that's not this. This is just, they're not pushing. My, my driver's head instructor, when you went through an intersection, he would yell at you, push, push, which was his way of saying, like, give it more gas. And I don't know. I don't gun it through intersections, but I certainly don't dawdle through them either. So I don't know why that's been catching my attention lately, but it seems to be an issue. And I'm not saying like I expect you to, you know, go zero to 60 when the light turns green. But I expect that you would actually get through so that, you know, more than just yourself can get through the intersection. Let a, let a couple of cars get through, please. We've all been waiting as well. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Let's, uh, let's go out to Las Vegas here with Lamone. Good morning, Lamone. How are you? Which shake it, playboy? What's on your mind? Um, well, a couple of things. As far as about the people not make, making the light, you talking about turning right or left or either one? Either one or going straight. Now, now, uh, what I'm thinking, like a lot of times, they might be worried about the police. They don't want the police seeing them like put that extra, that gas on it, like that they're trying to like showboat and try to like maybe they're getting ready to start a race or something like that. Well, I get I that, but I'm talking, I'm like, talking about just normal acceleration. They're not even normally accelerating. Normally, they don't want to get busted. You know, they might be riding dirty for all you know. Well, you know, so they don't that doesn't to, mean you're going to drive. You're just as suspicious if you're driving like you're driving a golf cart. As if you drive like you're driving a race car. Well, it depends where you drive the golf cart at, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, you, you, you don't see them riding around the Formula the Formula race track here in Las Vegas, or, or do you? You know, you might see them in the background, but yeah, although yeah, they get around sometimes. So, uh, like you were talking, oh, uh, like I remember a few days back or a couple weeks back, you were talking about like kids being found in being thrown away in the dumpsters, right? Yeah. And now, uh, back, in, back in 1990, there, there was uh, a little boy that was thrown away in the dumpster out here. And, and, and it was like, he did a little black kid, little kid, a cute little kid, and he was all alone. It was, and, it was, and it was like in April. And so my uh, at, at my daughter was born around that time. So I was in the, in the prenatal place, uh, uh, prenatal room with all the other babies and stuff being, uh, being interviewed at uh, Channel 8 you can see me holding my baby daughter uh, you know but same place that uh, George and I have worked for but you see me holding my baby daughter and it's like and I was just happy you know this is my baby girl so and it's like for me it's it's like I think about the little boy and, and what he was going through and it's like he probably by now he's probably had DNA tests stuff done find out who his parents are but yet it, it, it's sad you know and I, I, I would rather see somebody, you know, once baby, whatever the case is, leave that, leave it at McDonald's, at McDonald's, or take it somewhere safe, or you know, don't leave it like, you know, around crazy people. Right. Like, it it sounds food. cliche, but you can you can leave them with the fire department. You can leave them at a church. Yeah, but sometimes older than that, thirty days old. You know what I mean? So that's when it gets to people, or like maybe my husband, this isn't this baby, and I, it doesn't look like him either. And like say they they're like having the body of the child, so they have to get rid of the kid three or four months later. Okay, so that right there, that's where it seems a little difficult because it's only like the first thirty days or that you, the baby's 
turn to his, you know, Google place like that. But after that, it becomes a problem. Mm. You know, fire department stuff, you know. You think about people, they talk about it, can turn them into any all the time, but how old? 30, 30 days is a big difference. So much could happen that 30 from the baby's birth into that first six months, let alone that first 30 days. Yeah, true. And see, that question, that's where you see people like doing, you know, here to giving the, the child off to somebody else or whatever, or but, heaven forbid, bumping this kid off with their kids or no, no one's going to know I had the baby or take it, hide it or do whatever they're going to do with it. And so that's, that's what makes it harder for people to realize, you know, and it's like maybe a person, a mother or, or father or maybe the parents are going through a really bad something going on in their lives, you know, addiction, uh, homelessness, all of these things could, could lead to uh, a breakdown of a family, let alone, you know, a structure for a child. A child needs to have security and structure. If they need that in their lives, you know, and it's like if they don't have that, the parents will have for themselves. How they have the baby, and that right there, and it, you know, a lot of times people like, oh, they give their children, children to them. They're glad they did because, you know, if and when that child's old enough, they want to find out what happened. Here I am, you know, and that's a good thing because they have the child have an opportunity to do that. But but when people when people are forced to do that, that it's like it, it's. It's, it's still sad in any way, but it's even more so because part of that made that person doesn't want to get rid of the baby because it's my child. Then again, you know, and then they have to do because stay alive or keep that boyfriend or, or, or girlfriend happy. And that's what it seems like it is. Too, too much of that is too important to them than the birth of their kids. And if they yeah. have a child together, that's really, that's what's sad. I know that I've, I've dated women that have had children uh, before I was with them and stuff. And I love the kids. That sad thing about it is like me and the children, my, my daughters, so I come with me, I brought my kids too. Like, and it's like, kids is a, is a package. And it's like, I just recently, um, just recently I, I gave away, gave away a, a, one of the kids at a wedding this, this recently. And it's like, and I still see them every so often. I mean, these just like, there's, there's different families of kids that I've known. And growing up, I'm their Uncle Moan, or the case might be. But like I said, I, I try to be there for for anybody, you know, especially kids. I'm always honest with children. I tell them the truth about things, but I, for instance, I tell them about St. Nicholas. No, but like I said, I'm not lying about Santa. I love Santa. Like I told you how I used to dress like Santa. But I will lie about being his son. That was a life. That's the first time. That, that part wasn't true. Well, I didn't try other times. Lamone, I got to hold you there. I got to take a break. I got to take a break for the, before the one, news. One thing, Ron Jeremy has sent, was sent out of prison in end of, end of life hospice right now. And I was going to see this yesterday, but I didn't get a chance. I thought I'll save for tomorrow. All right. Yeah, here's today. So that's about Ron Jeremy. So All right. Uh, well, many, you, many people said, you should you should ask about that size question. Me, no, no, no. All right, all right. I'm going to hold you there. I'm holding you there. All right. all right, I know where he's going with that. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back in. We'll take more of your calls, 508-996-0500, right after the news. And uh, we will also have Jack Spillane with us in the 8 o'clock hour to be turning on the light. We shifted it a day this week, uh, but we'll be turning on the light in the 8 o'clock hour with Jack Spillane, taking your calls during that as well. And, of course, we're having our big listener meet and greet tonight. We'll tell you more about that coming up. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. 
new poll shows a majority of Americans support Israel and its war with Hamas. The Harvard Caps Harris poll found 80% of respondents said they back Israel, although support was more prevalent among older Americans. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter will be laid to rest next week. She passed away at the age of 96 Sunday afternoon after being diagnosed with dementia in March. The Carter Center announced ceremonies celebrating the life of Rosalind Carter will be held starting November 27th in Georgia. A new poll shows Donald Trump continues to slightly lead President Biden in the race for the White House. The Harvard Caps Harris poll shows Trump receiving 48% support among respondents compared to Biden's 41%. The federal government is investigating an underwater pipeline leak off the coast of Louisiana that may have sent more than a million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. The third coast midstream pipeline reported a slick three to four miles wide late last week, about 19 miles offshore, with the Coast Guard confirming on Monday. A Texas company has launched efforts to de-extinct the woolly mammoth. Mark Mayfield explains. Colossal Biosciences says they're using DNA from Asian elephants and the DNA recovered from woolly mammoths frozen in the Arctic to re-engineer the genome of the elephants to match the woolly mammoth. Company officials say the two species are over 99% similar. The company is also creating artificial wombs to grow the woolly mammoth calves. Woolly mammoths were plentiful in the northern hemisphere 20,000 years ago, but went extinct 4,000 years ago. Company officials say they're also looking at de-extincting the dodo bird and the Tasmanian tiger. I'm Mark Mayfield. And most Americans are hoping to avoid politics at the Thanksgiving dinner table. A Quinnipiac University national poll shows that more than 60% of Americans would rather not talk about the subject. On the other hand, just under three in every 10 said they look forward to discussing politics this holiday. In sports, the Celtics saw their six-game winning streak come to an end after falling to the Charlotte Hornets 121-118 to in overtime. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 45 points to go along with his team-high 13 rebounds for a double-double. Peyton Pritchard chipped in with 21 points and six rebounds off the bench. Boston will host the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night at TD Garden. The Patriots have yet to officially name a starting quarterback for this week. Second-year signal caller Bailey Zappi finished New England's game against the Colts after starter Mac Jones was benched. Jones took first-team reps during last week's practice with Zappi and third-string QB Will Greyer rotating in. The Pats will visit the New York Giants Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium. And the Bruins were unable to collect their third straight win after falling 5-4 to to the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime at Amali Arena. Pavel Zaka, David Pasternak, Johnny Beecher, and Charlie Coyle each found the back of the net for the Bruins. And tomorrow night, the Bruins will visit the Florida Panthers. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you everybody on this Tuesday morning. Very chilly out there with plenty of sunshine. Don't be fooled by that bright sunshine. Temperatures in the mid to lower 20s. Wind chill values in the upper teens. As we head into the afternoon, increase in clouds. Temperature once again below average in the 40s. Overnight, rain moves in, extending into tomorrow with strong gusty winds. Improves by late tomorrow to give way to a beautiful, dry, and sunny Thanksgiving. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. And uh, so tonight is our listener meet and greet at Knuckleheads. 5 to 8. Downstairs. 85 MacArthur Drive in New Bedford. Who's going to be there on the WBSM side? Well, I'll be there. Chris McCarthy's going to be there. Jessica Machado's going to be there. Ariel Dorsey's going to be there. Adam Bass is going to be there. Uh, not sure if Barry's going to make it over. I haven't asked him about it. Um, we can find out, though. And not sure. I know Brian Thomas said he's not going to make it. He's got other plans tonight. Um, not haven't heard from Ken if he's coming. But, you know, everybody's welcome. We may have uh, a WBSM alumnus showing up a little bit later on after he gets off the air. So it's going to be a good time. So if you're thinking about going, you're on the fence about going, come on out. Have a good time. Have a few drinks. Have something to eat. Great food at Knuckleheads. If you don't want to eat, that's okay. You can eat beforehand. You can eat afterward. We'll give away some tickets to some stuff. And we'll just have fun. That's all that matters. Have fun getting together, getting to know each other a little bit better so that we can foster some better discussions on the air. That's all. And then, you know, you all get to, to meet each other. And you get to say, wow, that's who that is? I had, I never would have guessed. Which is always fun. Trying to figure out which person in the room is which caller. That's, that's going to be the... That's going to be the fun part. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Sketty. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited about tonight. It's going to be a very good time. Excited. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you yesterday, I meant to tell you this. I, I made it over to the United Way. Oh, and you I, were able to make a donation? Yeah, I, I did the three, three families. And um, I brought it over there. I had to bring it all up myself. <laughs> but that was okay. And I met Gretchen. What a really nice lady. Everybody over there is fantastic. Oh, well, you know, she was the only one in the office, but she was really nice. And then I mentioned the Christmas thing. And then I said, is it a family? Or is it? she said, it's for a Make-A-Wish. And I said, oh, that sounds really nice. Oh, yeah, um, the, the I, holiday holiday wish program. Right, right. Yep. So that'll so be this year, uh, as it as it usually goes. The the Fun One Hundred and Seven does a week where every morning they feature a new family that's uh, in need at the holidays, and they call it Holiday Wish. And then we take one of those families, one of the most special of all the families, and we make them the WBSM Mini Miracle Family. So, oh, so that'll be awesome. coming up. That'll be coming up uh, in December. You'll get to learn all about the Mini Miracle family and how you can help them. And we'll have them on the air and uh, we'll be taking donations. Uh, we'll do it for an entire morning uh, coming up next month. Oh, my God. That is so great. That is great because that's what I was wondering. Was it like a family itself or a bunch of children? I wasn't sure, but I was thinking like adopting a family. Well, that's kind of what we do, yeah. So we pick one family that's, uh, you know, out of all the families that, that they, they select, mm -hmm. we, f we pick one that's, you know, it's like usually a young child involved. So like last year, uh, Joseph was a five-year-old boy with spina bifida who wanted to, you know, 
have a ramp put on his home and he want, he started to get into playing sports. So he needed a special wheelchair for that. And he needed some, uh, some adaptive equipment and all kinds oh. of things. And we were able to get him those things. And then, you know, he just happened to mention to us while we we're interviewing him that he wanted to be a new Bedford police officer when he grows up. So we were able to kind of arrange for him to go and take a tour of the South End Public Safety Center. And, and uh, Casey and I went along with him and he just had the, the best time ever getting to meet all the police officers and they let him ride in the fire truck and spray the fire hose and just what a special day it was. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding. Every kid's dreamed of being a fire truck. I mean, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm 45 years old and I was like a kid that day. Like, oh, can I do it too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I would be like one too. Getting in those fire trucks, I don't care at any age. There's something about it. Absolutely. <laughs> but I hope he does come become a part of the police department some way as he gets older. I think he enough. probably will. Yeah. Well, that's really good because that's what I was wondering about is the one special family. So um, I don't know. That just really has me stoked now for the holidays. Yeah, we should have all that information for you coming up the next couple of weeks. Awesome. So I will see you at the meet and greet. All right. I'll see you tonight. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And yes, the holiday wish is coming up on Fun 107, Mini Miracle coming up on WBSM. And of course, it's always a huge, huge thing here at the station to be able to help these families uh, heading into the holidays. So I think that, um, you know, that the stories always tug on the heartstrings a little bit. But I think you will find that the families, it's... It may be emotional while we're raising money for them and sharing their story, but I can tell you it's always inspirational as well because those families that we help, they always turn around and help another family in need. They always return the favor and give another hand up to somebody else. And that's what's really great about it. And if you've ever been a family that's needed something in the past, you know, you know how important that is and I'm sure you love to give back. That's part of the reason why I get involved with so many things is because, you know, I went through it when I was younger. So I want to make sure that we utilize this platform to help as many people as we can. And that's why we work with the United Way, because, you know, we obviously don't have the, the time and the resources to vet these families. Uh, but the United Way does a great job of that, finding the families that are truly in need and don't have other means of, of fundraising and need us to give them a hand. And then we bring them to you, the audience, and you always respond. So we'll have all that information coming up for you. Uh, we'll spend an entire morning raising money for one special family, our mini miracle family. And uh, we, we look forward to sharing their story with you and giving you the opportunity to help out. Right now, though, I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. Welcome back in. If you have not already entered to win Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets, 
to see TSO at the DCU Center in Worcester coming up on Saturday. We have four packs of tickets to give away. Not four packs. We have four packs. Multiple four packs of tickets to give away. So enter in at WBSM.com or on the app. And uh, we'll draw those names a little bit later on. I'll probably draw them after the show is over so that maybe even later on in the day so that people have plenty of time to enter. And uh, we'll probably bring a, a four-pack or two with us to the listener event tonight as well. So if you haven't entered, you can do so. WBSM.com and the WBSM app. I was talking before about the people who slowly go when the light turns green and you're like, come on, hurry up, come on. What are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. And that, you know, it's not a matter of they're on the phone and they're not paying attention because they take their foot off the brake as soon as the light changes, but they just don't give it enough gas. They're not, they're not pushing, as my driving instructor would say. Push. So um, Tom and Matapoisa brought up the point via app chat. With so many red light runners, it's not a bad idea. And that's a good point. I didn't think about that part of it, that you have to be cautious because everybody thinks that they're going to make it through that yellow light. Not everybody does. Some people don't even care. Some people are going to try to go through it anyway. And I see a lot of that, a lot of red light running these days. And I don't know that it's because people think they can get away with it. I know, listen, if I'm if I'm not paying full attention, full, full, full attention, and the light turns yellow and I'm like, oh, I don't, I can make it, and then I can't make it, I'm probably going to just keep going rather than slam on my brakes. Because you don't know how far the person behind you is riding on you. And then also, you do that enough times, you're really jacking up your brakes. So, yeah, I might, if I was like, ah, I blew it, sorry. But I'm not intentionally out there running red lights, but a lot of people are. They just don't care. So not a bad point by Tom, something I didn't take any consideration. But still, you can, you can go a little bit faster than some of these cars are. 508-996-0500. We're going to have Jack Spillane joining us in the next hour. We're going to be turning on the light. And if you enjoyed Jack's time uh, filling in for me last week, come on by and tell him because I believe he's coming by tonight to Knuckleheads. And uh, and I think that uh, the crowd tonight, the group of people that are going to be there based on who is telling me they're going to be there, will be a very fun and interesting group. Some of you I've met before. Some of you I've never met before. And I'm looking forward to it for the first time. If you are a regular caller, you're going to be like a celebrity around this thing. You know, it's unfortunate John in Fairhaven can't make it because I know there were a lot of people that were looking forward to meeting him. People who told me, I just got to see what this guy looks like. <laughs> I can tell you, he just looks like a regular guy, as most of our callers do. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. From uh, from looking at them, that they're secret part-time talk show host callers. So uh, looking forward to meeting a lot of you five to eight tonight at Knuckleheads. And if you uh, if you get there early and eat before we get there, that's fine. 
If you're going to stay after we leave, that's fine too. They'll just have you, you know, just be upstairs. We only have the downstairs from 5 to 8. So if you go there at like 4, 4.30 and you're going to have something to eat, do that upstairs and then join us downstairs when you're done. And it's not like you're going to miss anything if you come a little bit late because you're at work or if you have to leave early because you got to get up early. It's going to be very low-key, very relaxed, and hopefully very fun. We were talking about that horrible case of the Fall River man, and I use the term man loosely, 22 years old. And acute sentenced for grooming and sexually assaulting three separate girls ranging in ages from 12 to 15. The first one was his ex-girlfriend's 12-year-old cousin. Then he's arrested for that. He's held without bail in district court, but eventually released by a superior court judge during an appeal While on release, he then committed his next offense, a 15-year-old girl that he met in a Fall River Park, lying about his age. Then he's arrested for that. District court judge denies the request to revoke his bail in the previous case and sets bail at $5,000, which the guy can post. And while he's out on bail, he rapes a 14-year-old girl. After, again, lying to them and lying to her and telling her that he was only 16. This is a guy that is a predator. And a predator preying on very vulnerable victims. And no amount of, hey, be careful watch out for sexual predators that you may tell your daughter can make a difference when she thinks this guy is a peer. She thinks this guy is someone her own age or close to her own age. I mean, I know it sounds strange, but think about back when you were in high school. A 14-year-old dating a 16-year-old was not that uncommon. A 12-year-old was a little bit ridiculous. But a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old, because that's how old he told the 15-year-old that he was, that's, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So now you have to teach your daughters, granddaughters, sisters to be extra vigilant because the kid that they meet might not even be the kid that they claim to be. 508-996-0500. Let's take our final break of this hour and be right back.
Welcome back in. We have just about a minute remaining here before we're going to go into the news. When we come back on the other side, we're going to be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We'll talk about everything that's been going on in the city for the past week or so. We'll talk about some of the reporting that they have at New Bedford Light, including talking about hate crimes, which has become a bigger issue than anybody realizes that it is here in Massachusetts. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other things with you as well. And of course, we'll all see you tonight at Knuckleheads at our meet and greet, 5 to 8 p.m. It's at 85 MacArthur Drive in New Bedford. Lots of parking. We're going to have the downstairs to ourselves. I know yesterday I said we were going to, they wanted us upstairs. Now they said we're going to be downstairs because we have so many people coming. They're going to give us our own special area downstairs. If you've never been down there, it's really cozy. It's really nice. And, uh, and you can come out, hang out with us. It'll be like one big family. It'll be our friend.